0: the Second Amendment Foundation Studio, powered by Beretta. This is the American Gun Show, informing and educating the people of this great nation. Now for your host and defender of your rights, Jason Reeve.
1: And welcome into the Second Amendment Foundation studio right here in Indiana. A well regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Jason Reeve, your host. Welcome into the American Gun Show on the Freedom 515 microphone. How the heck's everyone doing? I hope you guys are all having a great weekend. Well, folks, a lot going on this week. I don't know if I'm going to have the time to reach all of it, but I want to start off about the town hall that Joe Biden had uh, on Wednesday. And this was, you know, it's really interesting to me that when we have Joe Biden doing a town hall, like the one thing CNN did was there was hardly anybody in the crowd. I mean, you know, it, it's it's astonishing. And the uh, Nielsen ratings for the town hall, Which, I mean, I don't know if it personally had anything to do with Biden, but uh, maybe it had something to do with CNN and Don Lemon. They only averaged uh, 1.5 million viewers, while other shows like uh, Hannity and Tucker Carlson Tonight were averaging 2.7 million. So, I mean, it's really astonishing uh, what we're seeing as far as the ratings drop for uh, CNN. But uh, during his Wednesday night CNN town hall, uh, President Biden talked about a push to eliminate 9 millimeter pistols that has an ammunition capacity beyond which level he approves of. Biden said, quote, "...the idea you need a weapon that can have the ability to fire 20, 30, 40, 50, 120 shots from that weapon." Whether it's a 9 millimeter pistol or whether it's a rifle is ridiculous. I am continuing to push to eliminate the sale of those things. Now, up until now, Biden has pushed only, quote-unquote, assault weapons to ban legislation and moved executively to have the Department of Justice and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Expletives take regulatory action against AR pistols with stabilizing braces. Now, on June 7th, Breitbart reported that the DOJ moved to place certain AR pistols under the preview of the National Firearms Act. But those AR pistols are chambered in 5 by 6 or 223, not 9mm. Biden mentioned of going after 9mm pistols opens the door to regulating widely popular firearms, such as Glocks, Smith & Wessons, H&K, SIGs, Carr, Taurus, Springfield, and so on. So I love when people say nobody's coming for your guns. We get that a lot here on the uh, on the TikTok live, which we're live on TikTok right now, American gun show, where he says, you know, you know everybody says, well, not, they're not coming for your guns We're nobody's coming for your guns. But yet Joe Biden is talking about eliminating nine millimeter pistols, which are probably going to affect probably the most popular caliber, arguably. I mean, there's a lot of people out there like their 45s and 40s, but arguably the most popular caliber out there. And this is just a a common thread that we see with Joe Biden. Joe Biden attacked uh, gun manufacturers. He's going after gun manufacturers, which gun manufacturers aren't the ones out there committing crimes on the streets. You know, that's just like what we see in a lot of these uh, Democrat-controlled cities like Chicago. They got a a federal task force that's coming in there, but they're not going after the criminals. They're going after gun shop dealers. Because apparently uh, the new move for gun control is to go on after the gun dealers who, nine times out of ten, probably aren't breaking any laws. But that's not the only claim that Joe Biden made during the Wednesday night town hall. Biden also suggested that mass shooters were getting their guns illegally. Now, this is what CNN reported. CNN reported that Biden responded to a question dealing with mass shooters by referencing, quote-unquote, assault weapons and claiming that people using weapons are acquiring them illegally. But that's just not true. That's not true at all. If you look at the statistics all the way down since 2000, Most mass shooters are getting their guns legally. A few high profile shootings our nation had to witness this year the Atlanta area area shooting that killed eight on March 16th, the Boulder, Colorado shooting that killed 10, the Indianapolis FedEx shooting that killed eight, and the San Jose shooting that killed nine. In each of these instances, the attacker acquired their gun legally, which means they went through background checks. The San Jose shooter went through all of California's gun regulations. Background check, registered the weapon, magazine capacity, capacity, under 10 rounds. But I got a short list here of all of the shooters that acquired their guns legally. Parkland High School shooter, Texas church attacker, Las Vegas attacker, Alexandria attacker, Orlando attacker, UCLA gunman, San Bernardino attackers, Colorado Spring Attackers The Upqua Community College in Oregon Allison Parker Attacker Lafayette Movie Theater Chattanooga Attacker The Shooter at uh, Charleston The Charleston Church Shooter Mohammed Cartoon Contest Attacker Las Vegas Cop Killer Sam Barbara Attacker Fort Hood Attacker Appahoe High School Attacker DC Naval Yard Attacker The Aurora Movie Theater Attacker Gabby Giffords Attacker fort hood attacker northern illinois university attacker and virginia tech background checks look backwards at criminal records they don't look forwards and cannot foresee criminal intent for that reason would be mass shooters with no criminal history have been passing background checks and they are getting their firearms legally we've talked about this all the time this is the the complete lie that we get from the left and from democrats like joe biden and the reality of the situation is, when he goes out there and literally can... Well, and I mean, we're talking about Joe Biden here, so nobody really knows what's going on in his brain. But to go out and just tell a complete, bald-faced lie like that. When basically every mass shooter since the beginning of 2000, with the exception of three, acquired their guns legally. Now, like the Sandy Hook attacker, for instance. The Sandy Hook attacker... He killed his mother to take possession of, hers, of her guns that she'd legally bought. So, in other words, the shooter committed a crime to get his firearm. But yet, well, we've got to go after gun shop manufacturers, or gun shop owners and gun manufacturers. Even though that would be like suing Ford for drunk drivers and suing Forks for people getting fatter. There, you see the thing is this folks Democrats like Joe Biden they hate the Constitution they hate the right to keep and bear arms they hate the right to free speech they hate all of that they don't want you to have firearms now again you have to ask yourself this question what is it about them what is it in their agenda that requires you to be disarmed what is it that they want to do that requires you to be disarmed Because chances are they're probably getting ready to do something that you're not going to like. That's what the reality of it is. As far as Biden wanting to go after nine millimeters, that doesn't surprise me at all. The end game has always been to disarm the populace. That's been the end game. That's been the end game for all gun control advocates, all Democrats that support gun control. They all want to banned guns Diane Feinstein's assault weapons bill of 2021 outright banned 205 firearms just outright and guess what you know what happened hasn't moved in the Senate which we knew it wasn't but 205 firearms but nobody's coming after your guns nobody wants to come after your guns oh no 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 well the reality is this folks They are coming for your guns. They don't want you to be armed. Case in point, you look what happened in Michigan last year during the lockdowns. And you had the armed protesters at the state capitol in Lansing. Not one person fired a shot. In fact, they left the place cleaner than what they found it, which is kind of interesting. But not a shot was fired. And yet, what did the Democrat lawmakers in Michigan do they said you're all a bunch of domestic terrorists nobody got hurt nobody got arrested but yet the riots that were happening last year guess what happened oh they're they're mostly peaceful protests we had the same thing happen in Virginia during VCDL's uh, lobby day what ended up happening there was you had Thousands and thousands of people carrying guns that showed up there. Not a single shot was fired, no arrests were made. But yet, during the riots, oh, it's just a mostly peaceful protest. These people hate you and hate your freedom. That's just what we see with the whole, you know, stuff that happened with the vid. Cover up your face. Cover up, you know, all this stuff. It's not about safety. It's about control. It's about obedience. And that's what they want. They want you to have obedience. So you can't be obedient when you're armed. See, I talked about this back in on uh, the TikTok live I did earlier today. Mao in China, when he came to power, the first thing he did... Was he disarmed the public? And then 40 million Chinese people were killed. We saw the same thing happen when Nazi Germany came into power. They disarmed everybody. Adolf Hitler even said if you want to control a nation, you must first disarm its citizens. We have seen this happen over and over again throughout history look at in Cuba Cuba doesn't have, uh, have a right to keep and bear arms and now the people are revolting against the government we saw that happening in Venezuela private ownership of guns in Venezuela is none you are not the only people that are allowed to have guns in Venezuela are the state cops the Venezuelan police and then what do you see when people start protesting they start getting hurt this is something that you got to pay attention to out there folks because this is what they want to bring here to America believe me I have spoken with several people that have come here from Venezuela that have come here from Cuba that have said oh my gosh don't do this don't give up your rights don't give up the right to keep and bear arms because you don't want to know what it's like living where I just came from. That is a very, very big, big thing that we get from these people. Don't do it. Don't give up your rights. Because at the end of the day, the government's going to do something that you ain't going to like. They're already trying to shove as much bureaucracy down our throats as they can right now. That's why they want to pass laws like H.R. 1 and H.R. 8 and all these ridiculous laws, because I think they know that their time is limited. But Biden, again, showing exactly he doesn't know what he's talking about as far as mass shooters go along. Background check's not going to see somebody and go, hey, well, he might do something. We're talking uh, uh, Steven Spielberg type stuff there. What was that movie called? Minority Report? Where you were arrested for something you might do. I mean, that's what they want to do. They want. They want to do that. So, once again, Joe Biden lying. All right, folks, we're gonna step away for time out. We will be right back after this.
2: Human trafficking is modern-day slavery. An estimated 24.9 million. ...victims all over the world in the U.S., including children, are trafficked each year for sex, manual labor, and more. Human trafficking earns profits of roughly $150 billion a year. Operation Underground Railroad is a nonprofit organization dedicated to putting an end to human trafficking. Visit www.ourrescue.org to find out more and select Join the Fight from the menu to see how you can help end human trafficking.
1: Looking for a new firearm but don't know where to start? Well, look no further than Taurus. Taurus has a variety of firearms, from revolvers to semi-automatics. These firearms include the Defender 856, the G2C, the all-new G3, and the TX-22 2019's Guns and Ammo Handgun of the Year. Taurus firearms are reliable and reasonably priced. Go to TaurusUSA.com to browse their selection of firearms. Taurus Firearms, Designed to protect the second amendment foundation is one of the most important gun rights organizations winning lawsuits at the state and local level but we need your help join or donate at saf.org and help us win back your gun rights
0: the freedom 515 movement is an opportunity for americans to stand together for our constitutional rights freedom and civil liberties. We will no longer accept a government that does not work for the people, and we will not accept a media agenda aimed at dividing this country. The time to take a stand in solidarity with your fellow patriots is now. Join us. This peaceful movement is a transpartisan one. As long as you agree that we need and deserve better from our representatives in our government, you have a home here. Visit www. Dot freedom515.com to sign up for email notifications or to join. That website is freedom515.com.
2: Segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by Taurus Firearms. Now back to the Voice of Freedom, Jason Reeve.
1: All right, folks, welcome back to the show and Port—or not Portland, Oregon. Got a little, little crazy out there. Oh, there we go. Oh man, this is this is an interesting story here from uh, Cam Edwards over at buriedarms.com. View coast claims Second Amendment designed to protect slavery. Huh, man. If ABC News is hoping to convince viewers that its new series, One Nation Under Fire, will be sober, serious, and nonpartisan examination of the increase in violence across the country, the network's marketing team should really have instructed the hosts of The View to stay far away from it as possible from promoting the new week-long look at gun violence and its root cause. See, apparently the memo was never sent because on Friday's show, that was today, the anti-gun gals used the news series as a springboard for attacking the Second Amendment and Second Amendment activists. Of course, good old Joel Behar, subbing for Whoopi Goldberg as today's anchor, began the discussion surrounding gun violence in America as part of ABC News, One Nation Under the Fire program. The program will inspect day-to-day instances with gun violence at ABC-owned stations and affiliates, trying to get to the bottom of the issue. And after asking the very credible Anna Navarro what her stance on the matter was, the host labeled it as a national epidemic. She said, quote, It's very much an American problem, and we've got to study it as such. Republican members of the legislature have got to get from under the grip of the NRA, which today is far from the club it started centuries ago. Today, it is a gift of a way people make a lot of money. A lot of funding is coming from the gun manufacturers. It is a special interest group, and they are holding up any progress that could be made on this issue. Then Behar tossed it over to Sonny Holston, who immediately agreed with Navarro's statements about the NRA and pushed the argument even further into racism regarding the Second Amendment. She said, quote, If you look at the history of the NRA for decades, the NRA has pushed legislation that not only supported a lot of gun ownership and the proliferation of guns, but has also stifled the study and spread of information about cause of gun violence. The right to bear arms was designed to protect slavery, right? Our founding fathers and others, they wanted to be able to empower a local militia group to basically put down slave revolts and protect plantation owners. Oh my God. I do not understand why they keep putting these people on the air. Now I will say this. As far as Navarro's comments go... I thought it was conventional wisdom on the left that the NRA is now fatally weakened and isn't in a position to hold up any progress. The fact of the matter is, the NRA has nothing to do with with uh, what's happening here. The truth is, there's is more than 100 million gun owners in America, and that's a pretty fair estimate that 10 million of them, give or take did begin exercising their right to keep a firearm until March of last year at the earliest. I'm sure Navarro hates the fact, but don't try and diminish the Second Amendment movement as a grift-ignore reality. And Holston needs a much better uh, history lesson here. The right of the people to keep and bear arms predates the U.S. Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And it was exercised even in colonial time. Even when slavery wasn't even existent in the country yet. And actually, if you want to be honest, gun control has a rich history in racism across the country. From the black codes in the South in the 1830s that barred free African Americans from owning or carrying a pistol. And then what about the Jim Crow era laws? They were designed to prevent immigrants and African Americans from illegally owning guns in places like New York City that were put in place in the early part of the 20th century. Even gun licensing laws are turning a disproportionated number of young black men into nonviolent felons for simply carrying guns without a permit. As a recent study at from Illinois found, This is what that study in Illinois found. Out of all arrests and convictions in Illinois for firearms-related offenses over the past decade, the vast majority were not violent offenses carried out with guns. 72% of those charged were charged with possession of a firearm, while 28% were charged with discharging that firearm in the commission of a violent crime. The majority of firearms possessors convictions in Illinois occur in Cook County and disproportionately concentrated in a few Chicago neighborhoods and primarily involve black men. Increased arrest for illegal gun possession and mandatory prison sentences for most of the offenses meant that the incarceration for these crimes increased 27% between 2014 and 2019, a period when incarceration all other crimes fell. 38 percent now of those firearms possessed uh, offenses where prison is not mandatory people convicted in cook county were more likely to be sentenced to prison than the rest of illinois the majority of those sentenced to prison for firearms possession did not have prior convictions for violent crimes And the vast majority of those sentenced for possession were not arrested for violent crimes during this three-year period. They were tracked following their release from prison and placement on probation. Holston may believe that the Second Amendment exists because of a racist plantation owners, but the plantation owners are now long gone and the Second Amendment is still here protecting the right of people to keep and bear arms. If you want to actually look for some more history on this, i got a great book for you guys. It's by Nicholas Johnson. It's called Negroes and the Gun, the Black Tradition of Arms, which does a tremendous job detailing both the racism inherent in our national gun laws and the many examples of African-American gun ownership and the use of their firearms to defend their home, their health, and their civil rights. Now, this is what Meghan McCain had to say on this. Quote, I, will never, I would never want to be lectured to by people who don't own guns, who don't grow up in the gun culture, who don't understand why women like me want to be armed. We want to feel safe in our homes. Want to know that if there is an intruder, in my, that my husband will be able to protect me and my baby. It's, very, it's a very hard thing for people to understand that don't believe in it. And it's one of the most polarizing issues that happen across America today. Now, was McCain referring to her host, or was she just saying that to be compassionate about it? I don't know. But good for McCain for speaking up. It, took a, it takes a lot of guts to speak up when you're on a particularly liberal panel, and their view is so anti-gun that, you know, a lot of times they just virtue signal and things like that. But I really do recommend you guys that are listening to the show on podcast or if you're watching here on TikTok Live. Uh, go ahead and look up this book by Nicholas Johnson because it is a good read. Um, I uh, I had a uh, chance to read that book and it, it really opened my eyes to a lot of things that were going on. Uh, back in that era, and it was really sad. I mean, from the start of after the Civil War ended and the abolishment of slavery, then here you go you know then Southern Democrats started passing laws to keep the newly freed slaves disarmed it's It's a good read. I highly recommend that you you go ahead and read that book it, it's a It's a very very uh good book, but we see this all the time. You know, the the fact that they have Anna Navarro on there, who, as I said sarcastically, is a serious, credible host. You know, come on. This is the same woman that, you know, cries foul and virtue signals every chance that she gets. But the reality is, when we look at the situation here. There's a lot of people out there doing great work. You you know, during the, the gun purchase surge that we had last year, do you know what the biggest number of people buying guns were? They're African Americans. And why wouldn't they be buying guns? Well, I don't know, because a lot of Democrat-controlled cities throughout the country were defunding the police or calling for abolishing the police. They were... So what are you going to do? what are you going to do when the police don't come you got to protect your family so a lot of people went out and bought guns last year for that very reason and the reality is if you can go to an ffl fill out the 4473 and pass your background check there you go you're a gun owner now you you did everything legally now, of course, in some states that have requirements like FOID cards, which are completely unconstitu- uh, unconstitutional, you know, the bottom line is, you know, here you go. That That's the big problem that we have in this country is people just don't know what they're uh, talking about. And clearly the people on The View, they don't. So there you go. All right, folks, we're going to go ahead and step away for timeout. We will be right back after this.
0: The Freedom 515 movement is an opportunity for Americans to stand together for our constitutional rights, freedom, and civil liberties. We will no longer accept a government that does not work for the people, and we will not accept a media agenda aimed at dividing this country. The time to take a stand in solidarity with your fellow patriots is now. Join us. This peaceful movement is a transpartisan one. As long as you agree that we need and deserve better from our representatives in our government, you have a home here. Visit www.freedom515.com to sign up for email notifications or to join. That website is freedom515.com.
1: Hello, folks, Jason Reeve here. As a veteran, I thought I knew a lot about guns until I joined the USCCA. I then realized how much I didn't know about guns or concealed carry. The training I got from the USCCA not only helped my marksmanship but also my decision. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? ha! in my dentist's office.
1: If you are in need of this life-saving training, it's simple. All you have to do is go to USCCA.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. Are you looking to protect yourself? Having a gun, ammo, and supplies is great. However, you also need to protect yourself. That's where Safe Life Defense body armor comes in. Safe Life has all types of concealable multi threat body armor from soft uniform, first responder, and tactical multi threat body armor. They even have enhanced armor for spike and stab protection up to 36 joules and taser protection. Warranties include a five year for ballistic panels and two years for plate carriers. With these uncertain times, why not have protection for yourself? Visit safelifedefense.com to view their selections. A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success. Then I tried the cloak tuck and inside the waistband holster made by Alien Gear Holsters. They also make the Shapeshift Holster Series, have lifetime warranties, and are made right here in the USA. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle.
2: This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the United States Concealed Carry Association. Visit USCCA.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American.
1: All right, folks, welcome back to the show. And uh, we are going to keep moving right along. So remember a couple nights ago we were talking about uh, Lovey Warren in Rochester, New York, who was buying... uh, who had was found I don't and I, I can't find the reason why excuse me the Rochester police decided that they were going to go to her home and search it but under New York law the mayor of Rochester was arraigned on Wednesday for being in illegal possession of firearms wow the democrat who talked about illegal guns being a problem was illegally in possession of a firearm wow interesting, right? But that's not where the fun goes on either. You see, (laughs) this is where it gets real fun. You see Shannon Watts, who's the founder of Moms Demand Action, Lovely Warren, and the crooked business of gun control. First, let's look at the money exchange here from Rochester. Governor Andrew Cuomo, the Grim Reaper himself, announced Wednesday, the same day that lovely was arraigned on weapons charges announced 16 million dollars to reduce gun violence across new york state and rochester will be receiving 2.25 million now earlier this month the governor declared a disaster emergency on gun violence in the state of new york a first of its kind declaration for the country in addition to each area existing network of community groups youth will be referred by trusted community service providers with priority given to referrals from gun violence interviewers and other anti-gun violence application groups. Now, why is that crooked? Look what just happened to the mayor of Rochester. She was arraigned on illegally possessing a firearm. In fact, the Rochester mayor had a STD-15 rifle, which is an AR-15 variant, and a Kel-Tec P40 pistol. Neither weapon was registered to Warren or her husband, which in the state of New York is a crime. They are also additionally receiving charges for endangering the welfare of a child because a 10-year-old child was found alone in the home when the officers arrived. And what is shocking, she aligned herself with prominent anti gun violence groups. Here's a photo of her right here holding up a Moms Demand Action sign or shirt with Shannon Watts, the founder of Moms Demand Action. Now, we have told you that. There's been a relationship with Moms Demand Action in every town, which is based in New York. The group and the mayors have ties dating back all the way to 2015 when she first ran for mayor. Now, on Tuesday, the mayor met with one advocacy group, Moms Demand Action, which formed shortly after Sandy Hook. Jana Brandy is the organizer. She says local politicians have a lot of power to address gun violence. She said, quote, Mayors have an incredibly important stand on their communities. They know their communities better than anyone else. And they come together and talk about and find solutions and implement them. Well, here's my question. How do you implement them when your mayor is in violation of the law? You know, this is the, this is the complete hypocrisy that we talk about all the time, predominantly with Democrats. Democrats. And the reality is, is this is something that happens all the time. You know, you had that, remember you had that FBI agent, uh, back in, what was it? 2013 that was caught selling guns to cartels, you know, the Barack Obama where we never had a scandal, but yet you were selling the guns you want to ban for everyday Americans. You were selling them to Mexican cartels. And they were really doing that because they were doing it for gun control. They wanted to do it so they could push gun control. But anyway, here is the mayor of Rochester, who is literally talking about how illegal guns are plaguing the city of Rochester. And then guess what happened? She's charged with illegal possession of a firearm. So there's the (laughs) there's the hypocrisy. Now, it's going to be interesting now, uh, as I noted on the show out there uh, on Tuesday, Lovie Warren lost her primary, so she will not be the mayor of Rochester anymore. She's out because, uh, you know, the voters lost confidence in her. Well, I mean, how do you have confidence in somebody who is out there talking about uh, ending gun violence and being anti-gun and then you find out she's breaking the law? Now, granted, I don't exactly agree with the laws of New York State, but the reality is it is what it is. You're in violation of the law. But the reality is we've seen this happen time and time again. Diane Feinstein, who's wanting to ban guns, she has a concealed carry permit. Kamala Harris, who wants to ban guns, has a concealed carry permit. Joe Biden, who wants to ban guns, is literally surrounded by people with guns. Andrew Cuomo, literally surrounded by people that have guns. You know who the people that surround Andrew Cuomo with guns is? They're New York police officers. I thought most of you on the left said that they were racist. (laughs) Whoo, boy. There you go. They want to prohibit and prohibit the sale. And then you have Eric Swalwell. This, this guy, this guy's a treat. Either turn over your guns or you go to jail. I'm pushing for a mandatory buyback. Oh, okay, so forced compensa- uh, confiscation. No, it's a mandatory buyback. Well, mandatory means I don't have a choice. So it's forced. So that that's the whole reality of it there, folks. You have these people that Want to ban your guns, but it's good for me, not for thee. We see this over and over and over again. It's just a Demo- it's just a Democrat hypocrisy. They it goes over and over, you know. It's just like what they're they're trying to force with the vid now. I'm trying to force you to get the dose. You have to get the dose. And you know it's always funny to me the same people who are pushing that that are saying that yeah everybody should get the shot but then when you move over to like abortion they're like oh well it's my body it's my choice what well okay then why is it not their body their choice for the shot nobody wants to you know nobody wants to have that conversation for some reason no, nobody wants to talk about it nobody wants to have that conversation i mean i i just find it so so fascinating but I mean here there you go I mean that's what it is it's the hypocrisy of it see I believe full on that it's your choice it's personal choice but then again some people don't see it that way as far as the second amendment goes You know, they want you to jump through all kinds of hoops. I mean, you look at Chicago, or not Chicago, but look at the state of Illinois, for instance. You have to get a permission slip from the government before you can even purchase a firearm. You have to have a FOID card, which is a firearms owner ID card. So you have to pay the government and get your permission slip before you can even go buy a gun. That's not even trying to obtain a permit from them. So shall not be in friends is pretty clear but yeah and and it runs in the face of Heller. The Heller decision back in 2008 said that the right to keep and bear arms is for self-defense is a individual right. But then there you go. You still have states passing laws and some localities that are doing it. I mean, look at San Jose County, for instance. San Jose, or not their county, but the city. San Jose had a city council meeting and basically said that now we're taxing you for being a gun owner. You're taxing the citizens for exercising a constitutionally protected right. I mean, think about that for a second, folks. That would be like somebody taxing you for free speech. Or taxing you for all of your amendments, all of your constitutional rights. But then you get people like Joe Biden out there like well no no amendment is absolute well okay if that's the case how about we abolish the 16th amendment oh what yeah I don't uh, If it's not absolute then I don't think I should have to pay federal taxes so let's abolish the 16th amendment oh man you see people lose their minds you you see people lose their minds and uh, it's it's crazy when you throw it at them that way. All right, folks, we are gonna take a time out, and then when we get back, we are gonna talk about what is going on in Portland. I know my buddy Steve; he's listening in, and uh, we're unfortunately we're coming back to your state, there, buddy. All right, we'll be right back after this.
2: Are you looking for a versatile and unique face shield? Alpha Defense Gear has you covered. Head on over
0: to their website at alphadefensegear.com where you will find everything from face shields, arm sleeves, hats, and more. They even have gear for your dog, which I love because I like to spoil the official American Gun mascot, Chloe.
1: Are you looking for an iconic firearm to add to your collection? Well, look no further than Beretta Firearms. Beretta is the oldest firearms manufacturer in the world, supplying firearms as far back as 1650. In fact, the Beretta 92FS was the primary sidearm for the U.S. Armed Forces. Beretta has all types of handguns, rifles, and shotguns to fit your needs, whether it be home defense or concealed carry. Handgun options include the 92 PX4 Storm and the new APX series. Beretta is known for reliability and effectiveness. That's why so many military and law enforcement have relied on Beretta. Visit Beretta.com to view their selections. Beretta, win the fight.
0: The SAF is the most important gun rights organization in existence. Don't believe me? They are responsible for 80% of gun rights cases making their way through the courts right now, fighting to protect your right to keep and bear arms. Still don't believe me? Then head on over to saf.org, where you can read about the current cases open right now. You can also join the fight or donate to the cause. Protecting your rights, one lawsuit at a time. Visit saf.org today.
2: Human trafficking is modern-day slavery. An estimated 24.9 million victims all over the world in the U.S., including children, are trafficked each year for sex, manual labor, and more. Human trafficking earns profits of roughly $150 billion a year. Operation Underground Railroad is a nonprofit organization dedicated to putting an end to human trafficking. Visit www.ourrescue.org to find out more and select Join the Fight from the menu to see how you can help end human trafficking. Segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the Second Amendment Foundation. Join or donate at saf.org. Now back to the defender of your gun rights, Jason Reed.
1: All right, folks, welcome back to the show. And Portland, Oregon is in chaos. Homicides are surging, but what did you expect in that city? Portland, Oregon is on track to shatter its homicide records this year, according to KATU News the local ABC affiliate. But what they're really talking about is the number of murders that rose in Rose city so far in 2021 in an environment that's being dominated by violent protests for over 14 months and 15 million cut to the police budget. KGW news. The local NBC affiliate is reporting that the police agency has lost 125 officers over the past year. And mayor Ted Wheeler has acknowledged quote, It is obvious from where I sit that we do not have adequate resources deployed on our streets in a proactive way. Well, no duh. What did you think was going to happen when you defunded the police? When you all went out there with the Antifa? I mean, Portland, Oregon is the headquarters for Antifa. What did you expect by that? Oh, we're going to go ahead and defund the police, and that'll make the criminal stop. No, when you defund the police and you take resources off the state, that's the kind of environment that criminals thrive in. Portland has logged its 51st homicide so far this year, and there's still five months to go. Last year, the city posted 40, uh, 40, or well, now? 40, 55 murders, according to the Oregonian. This follows a report by KPTV News on July 14th that the city has posted 48 murders and so many people have been killed in Portland this year that detectives are having trouble keeping up with the numbers of cases but there doesn't appear to be much concern about who has been doing the shooting there have been arrests and fewer than half of these cases reported Oregon lawmakers have pushed for hard gun control issues in Salem early this year, and KATU reports most of the 51 people murdered so far were killed by gun violence. A recent opinion at Liberty Park Press puts the media and gun control proponents on spot about repeatedly using the term gun violence. But instead of blaming the people that are out there doing the shootings, the criminals, the Antifa, guess who the politicians and the media are blaming? Gun owners. Gun owners who have done nothing wrong. Gun owners that haven't done anything. They haven't gone out and shot anybody, but it's their fault for the, listen to this number, folks, 800% increase in violent crime in the city of Portland, eight hundred percent. Can you? I can't even fathom how big that number is. Eight hundred percent of people in Portland, or or eight hundred percent is causing violent crime there. It's un it's unremarkable. And what we saw during the riots last year, with the Antifa uh, people out there, most of the people that were getting arrested, the DA wouldn't file charges these are these George Soros district attorneys that are getting uh, put into place in cities like Portland, Chicago St. Louis they're not prosecuting people they're not prosecuting people at all throw a Molotov cocktail and you you go ahead and you get released that's what they're doing there it's it's unremarkable it's What did you expect was going to happen in Portland? I mean, you thought Ted Wheeler would understand what was going on when he decided to go out there with the protesters, and then the protesters attacked him. And he was like, whoa, wait a second, I'm out here with you. They, They didn't care about him. They saw him as part of the problem, so you think he would have learned there. It got so bad in Portland that... Now, in Seattle, according to MyNorthwest.com, there were nine homicides in June. That's the highest number of recorded homicides Seattle has seen in June since 2008. And according to the Seattle Crime Dashboard, it represents a 125% increase in the homicide rate from June of 2020 so there you go I mean once again this is what happens when we defund the police this is what happens when we have strict gun control like Oregon has Oregon has very strict gun control and yet violent crime is up 800% homicides are up 125% in Seattle it's pretty bad it's it's pretty bad in those cities and i lived in seattle for four years seattle's a beautiful city seattle is a very very beautiful city and it sucks that seattle has come to this uh it, it it sucks but i mean what can you do what can you do when you keep voting for these far left people it is what it is all right folks If you're looking for the source on that, uh, mynorthwest.com. Go ahead and uh, look that up there. Nine homicides in the month of June. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this edition of the American Gun Show. Until we meet again tomorrow night on the Saturday Night Live broadcast, take care of one another, stay safe, and remember, it's our rights, our fight.